0: Good afternoon. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. It's a pleasure. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. We are at the end of a tour, so just two more gigs and we're done here.
0: And how has that been going?
1: The tour is going well. Uh, It's a short tour. Um, Just a few dates and all of them have been pretty smooth, I would say. Some festivals, some good club shows, all summery, so nothing to worry about. It's just very easy when it's summer anyway. Yep.
0: Has it almost been a nice distraction from the long and winding build to a new album release? Because you know this process can be a bit long-winded and you get to that stage where you just want the release out so has these dates just been a nice distraction?
1: Yeah, I mean if I was at home right now just waiting for the album to be released I would certainly be very anxious <laughs> waiting for the releases and to see the music videos coming on and stuff but on tour we have so much to do all the time that I don't really think about it when I realize the singles are just already released. Very soon, also, the album is going to be released. So um, I feel like I'm not even going to think about it when I realize it's just going to be released. I'm going to be doing something around Europe.
0: Well, I'm going to try and make you think about it because as of the time recording, as we are sitting here right now, we're one week away from the release of the album, The Stunning Shades of Sorrow, August 4th via Napalm Records where's your head at with it right now? Are you just ready for it to be unleashed out on into the world, let it walk at its own two feet?
1: Yeah, I am excited to have it with... Really to hear what people think about it, because, I mean, I, I want to know what people think about it. You know, all the critiques and all the reviews... Whatever comes, to be honest, whatever comes is good. It's just and carry on it, and I'm excited to hear what people think even about the new sound and new songs, everything.
0: Has the very positive reaction to the single so far kind of helped give you an idea of what you think the album will be received as? I mean, predominantly people are loving what's been coming from Crypta up to this point.
1: Yeah, I think it is helping us to understand that it's going to be fine because every time we record a new album we always have in our mind that i don't know just insecurities that people are just not gonna like like last one or that we changed this and that and maybe it's not the right approach i don't know like even though we like our music our our music ourselves it's still i still have lots of insecurity if people are gonna like my drumming and stuff so very happy to hear that people are liking the new singles and the new approach that we took for the new songs. And uh, the album, I would say it's more or less like that. There's lots of melodic songs, but there's also lots of songs that are just brutal and straightforward. So it's for all tastes, really, which is always what we try to reach. So, you know, you don't get just like one thing all over and then you're let, uh, leaving some people with a different taste behind or something.
0: No, I completely understand what you're saying. It is a smorgasbord of incredibly heavy music um, and it is a delightful release that I think is going to blow everybody away. It's uh, obviously an incredible step up from the debut as well. When you first began the process, did you have a clearly defined path you wanted to walk with this album? What did your vision look like?
1: Oh, uh, I think when we were writing the songs, it was over in natural. We didn't ever stop to talk about Let's go to this or to that direction. All I know is that in this band, we all have very different takes, even within death metal. Some of us prefer like Florida-style death metal, some of us Swedish-style death metal, which is my case, and melodic death metal and blackened death metal. And so to just make everything in this band happy, we sh- we always like, the only thing we know for sure when we're writing wow. is that. We got to have some songs that go to a more melodic side and some that don't. So everyone is happy with the general outcome of the album, which I also think helps with uh, getting new people to listen to the band because not everyone is just going to like an entirely melodic death metal album. and Not everyone is going to like an entirely blast beat oriented album. So, yeah, but we didn't have any meetings about it or didn't settle anything it was just all very natural even some of the riffs were written since echoes of the soul we just didn't have time when we were writing echoes of the soul to go for them or uh, create structures and think about details for them but yeah it's just a it's just a natural progression of echoes of the soul
0: but as you're working on it and as you're kind of getting deeper into the guts of the release, as it were, to use a term like that, how did how does your process start to change? Particularly as you say when you're trying to bring in all these influences that you all individually have?
1: Uh, tricky question. <laughs> I think uh well, we are always trying to get better as uh, musicians, always, and trying to push ourselves to do things that are not so comfortable for us as musicians. And so we know that in every new album, at least, even though it's a natural progression from the last one, we know for sure that we are better musicians, so we can do different things that we couldn't play before, or could play, but not enough to like put in an album and go touring with that. So, um, yeah, it's just... We're trying to be better musicians, I guess. <laughs> I really don't know how to answer that question properly.
0: No, I like that as well, because ultimately that is a development of a band, it's a development of you as a group, you are naturally going to get better, or fingers crossed the ideas, you will, you'll learn more, and then we'll go from one to the other, Um, particularly as you're saying, it's a natural progression, but did you have any different approaches to songwriting this time around, when you compare what you did with Echoes of the Soul?
1: Um, I wouldn't say so, like, uh, we are riding in a long distance, we all live very far from each other, even though we are all from Brazil, so everything is done on internet, and so we kind of learned how to, how the approach was, and how the process is with riding in a long distance from Michael of the Soul, and we kind of just kept it for, for Shades of Sorrow, it's the same process, and it's the same approach, it's just, I would say, slightly better musicians, so if anything sounds different, it's because I, I would say the musicianship and because we got also more um, used to writing with each other. Because during Echoes of the Soul, we were like, uh, even though me and Fernanda wrote with each other before, we did it with the other girls and the other girls were learning also how to write with us. So that's the only change is that we got slightly better and also we learned how to write with each other. So that that. That's what changes the songs in the end of the day, but the approach is the same still.
0: More comfortable. Is that the right way to put it?
1: Yeah, yeah. We are more comfortable, yeah.
0: For you then, personally, what were some of the more challenging aspects of making this record? Anything specific that you can recall that kind of maybe took it out of you a little bit?
1: Uh, I think I can speak for myself in that case, but for me, I'm always, always trying, like I said before, to push myself to do things that I couldn't before. And that's the fun of it. I mean, what's the fun of being playing playing the same kind of stuff and the same kind of rhythm my entire life? Like, it's not fun at all. So, um, for me, my main challenge on this new album was to push myself to play this very fast thing that are just in almost all the songs and so i know that live i will be playing all of them at the same time like i will i will not have a break to rest in between one fast song to the other and yeah to me that's being a challenge right now i wasn't used to that uh when i recorded the echoes of the show that was already a difficult uh difficult album for me which is funny to say right now because right now it's a very easy album for me after all the touring but now, Chains of Sorrow is the new difficult album. For me, I have lots to practice still till I get to a comfortable place that I don't even think about what I'm playing while I'm playing it. So yeah, yeah.
0: practice qu- and practice. <laughs> is it quite satisfying to be playing these songs live now on the drums?
1: It is. It is satisfying, but also very scary right now still. <laughs> we just started playing these new songs live with two singles, and uh, one of them is fine. It's just like... More of a continuation of the last album, drum wise, but the new of Traitor's album uh, song is very fast, so um, it's exciting. But also, like I have to hope that every day I feel physically fine enough to play it properly and not be behind with the the beat, you know, that I created myself.
0: I I, I obviously I've not had the chance to see that song played live yet, but um, have you had the opportunity to while playing it to look out? into the crowd and see the reaction, because I'd imagine it's going to be quite chaotic. It's such a fast and heavy song.
1: Yeah, I mean, the response from the crowd is very good. I would say people are very excited about the singles live as well. But uh, during these new songs specifically, I myself back there in the drums, I'm so worried that, that I have to play this correctly and paying so much attention because I'm still not in that point in which I can just close my eyes and play it, not like the old song. That um, paying very much attention to my drumming and not too much for the crowd. But I, from what I can see and when I can look to the crowd, it looks like they're enjoying themselves, and I hope that's the case.
0: I'd imagine so. Um, sticking with the aspects of the record, what about an area that you found you really enjoyed more than any other? An aspect of making it that just really you just really enjoyed.
1: I always enjoy more working with uh, the visuals and the art aspects of uh, any album. So for me, it's always going to be, with this album and the last one, it's the same. It's always going to be working with the cover art, talking to the artists, doing new layouts for the merch, uh, the new single cover art also. We have some single cover arts to come out that people didn't see that we we created with a photographer friend of mine from Sweden. So it's not very exciting to me for me to do that. To be at home and just do, do these mini demos of pictures and sketches sent to people, talk over fine items and edits and it's just uh, for me it's even more fun than writing music, dealing with the art aspect of it.
0: Oh, does you do you find that allows you to get really imaginative to come up with something that represents the music and uh, the album theme overall and things like that?
1: Yeah, I'm a very visual person, and before I was a drummer, I was uh, working and studying graphic design. So for me, it's just, uh, it is it was supposed to be my job before being a drummer. So right now, it's nice that I can be a drummer and also graphic designer for the band.
0: Oh, I'd imagine you come from the school then of uh wanting to see these albums on big gatefold LPs and open out with big artworks in the middle and stuff like that, right?
1: Yeah, that's my my biggest pleasure when we record an album to get the the album in hands and to just like look at the pages and the
0: layout. What about the video aspect? Is that something you like to delve into too?
1: I do. I really do like, and uh, I'm like writing or helping to write the script for most of them. Um, uh, like for um from the ashes, we worked with a director to make a music video, but. We all like sat down and talked through this script that I had, and like mixed with the ideas of the other members uh, with trial trial of craters, uh as well. Uh, I got this idea, and we wanted to do something that looked like the Blair Witch movie. Uh, for Lord of Ruins also we were there like behind the scenes, uh, helping direct the thing. So it's very it's fun. I mean, what can I say? It's just fun. Even though sometimes we don't have the budget to go like crazy and do like a fucking, you know, whoa, or video. It's just fun to do whatever video we can record. Try of creators was almost a zero budget video and it's one of my favorites and it was one of the, the most fun to record.
0: That is incredible. Watching that, you wouldn't think that. You wouldn't think it was a no budget video.
1: I mean, the idea was very simple and talking about it, we just realized that we didn't need any budget to make it happen because uh, our tour manager and friend that comes along in almost all our tours is also the guy that owns the studio in Sao Paulo that we record because he has a studio, like he does a million things and among the million things that he does, he's also a professional photographer and video maker and so we decided to go to to this abandoned place at night in Sao Paulo, just set our gear we had a speaker right there playing the song so we could listen and play along. And he recorded everything with his girlfriend having like a, a spotlight in our faces. And that was it. And that's basically, it. there's no editing to that video. So that also cuts costs and uh, there's nothing. It's just uh, us playing in the dark and a guy with a camera and a woman with a flashlight.
0: <laughs> I get why you love it now. And that uh, you talk about Blair Witch. I mean, what is Blair Witch if not a low budget cheap no money spent very successful movie it really fits perfectly together
1: yeah it the idea was for it to be creepy and Mm. there is nothing creepier than a video with no edits or anything it's just a very diy
0: (laughs) fantastic um is there a specific track from the album that hasn't been released yet that you're really interested to see the reaction to and if so why
1: Yes, it's a song called Stronghold. Uh, okay. I am very much looking forward for people to listen to that one. I think it's a great mix of everything we like in just one song, which is very difficult to make. Because usually when we go for a more melodic approach, because some member likes it, we go full melodic to that song. Or when we decide that this song is going to be like just brutal and fast and aggressive, it just goes all to that direction. I think Stronghold is a great song that mixes everything. There's even some black metal in it, some very fast death metal. And then it goes melodic. And then it goes back to this and goes back to that. There are breakdowns. It's uh, almost every aspect of what we like is just condensed in that song. It's one of my favorite songs in the album.
0: It sounds like it might have been one of the hardest to work on. Is that the case or did it come quite easy?
1: Uh, we took a long time to write it because there were so many ideas that could fit that song that we just had to like stop and really choose what was going to make it because otherwise it would be just, just this long song, long crazy song full of riffs that would match, but it would be just too much. Too much is too much. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it took the longest, I would say. It's a, I think one of the longest songs in the album, but I'm not sure quite uh, about that.
0: It's incredible. Uh, I know the track well. It is, um, it is as you say, you're right, you want to see the reaction to it. It is the perfect encapsulation of everything you are at this stage, I feel. Um, do you see this album release as an opportunity, the first proper opportunity to really be able to shout the name of Crypta? And I say that because as you got started the world basically kind of shut down shortly afterwards as we know and echoes of the soul suffered a little bit because of that and so on but now we're well that's kind of in the past and now we're kind of moving forward do you sort of feel that
1: uh yeah we we still after the pandemic we were able to like promote echoes of the soul quite well but it was a little bit we were late uh promoting echoes of the soul because of all the pandemic issues but uh yeah, it's our first chance to promote the new album in the right time, that we should be promoting their new album right after it's released. So I hope that uh, gives it any uh, an, advance? No. Yeah, Yeah advance. I think that's the word for my English. Sometimes I completely lose it. Yeah, <laughs> in, in relation to the last album.
0: No, no, I get that completely. It's when I, when I, when I think of that, I think more of okay, you release an album. The idea and the hope is that within the first, say, six months, you're going to get to get out on tour. You're going to get to play some dates, festivals, and whatever. And of course, that wasn't initially the option available to Echoes of the Soul. Whereas with Shades of Sorrow, well, the the world is your oyster, as it were. Yeah. For you then, what would you hope or what would be a good measure of Shades of Sorrow's success when you reflect on it, say, six months down the line? If you look back and go, okay, what did we achieve with this? What would you hope to be able to say?
1: I hope that it is really musically more challenging than the last one, for real. Because right now it's just it's it's still difficult to play because we are learning the songs right, we are still memorizing it. We didn't have time after we recorded to rehearse or anything. We didn't have any rehearsals for the new album. So, I hope that when we really learn these songs properly and rehearse them a lot and a lot and play them over, that we realize that it's really a good progression from the last one, and that it's obvious, you know, that that everyone can see it, and not just uh, and not just that it was difficult to play because it was new, but it was really a a good progression that's what I hope at least yeah I don't I will say I don't expect much from when I release albums I'm just always very curious to hear from people uh, very excited to hear what they have to say but uh, I never have really big expectations for me it's always like all very positive because I don't expect much ever
0: I love that expect the worst then it can only get better from there are you though the type of person who does find themselves obsess- obsessing over um, online comments and reviews and videos on your content? Or are you able to distance yourself from the sort of opinions of um, people?
1: I love reading comments, all sorts of comments, negative comments and positive comments, and just uh, stupid comments as well. I find oh. them all amusing. I don't. I don't feel like I get ever hit by comments like i know that for example when someone uh, i know how to differentiate uh, negative and positive comments and kind of distance myself from both of them for example like you can tell when something is just too hateful and then it's just you know it's it's not it's just too much or you know when something for example is too positive that it's like it's, it's also not good, you know, like, you're the best, this and that, or this album is the best. You kind of know that that's an over-exaggeration of what it is in there, you know. It's just, a, for me, it's just fun to read the comments, so I always read as much as I can, and I don't take anything personally. It's just a um, hobby, I would say. It's not that I read because I care, it's just because I read because I enjoy it.
0: That's so good to hear, because it can be incredibly unhealthy, uh, that entire experience, but getting uh, a wide array of positive and negative as you say um so to find a way to enjoy it it's a special trick it's a special skill almost to a degree
1: yeah i know i don't know um as a woman on social media anything you do and everything you do is very commented on always like uh, something i got used to over the years so i guess if i was younger i would care about the comments and maybe get upset about this and that or believe in comments that are like over exaggerations or something. But, uh, after so many years and also doing the same thing for so many years you kind of learn how to just read it from afar and uh just take whatever you feel like it should be taken and the rest is just the rest it's just a fun activity, really it's just comments you know it's just people it's you're always going to find very different opinions it's crazy shit it, over there
0: it's just noise internet noise um and so shades aside, to a degree, but in a positive way, uh, it is out of course August fourth via Napalm Records. Um, it's an incredible release. I hope you have a great amount of success with it. I, I am very very confident that fans and people who maybe haven't experienced you yet, didn't catch up with echoes of the soldier in the pandemic period and afterwards, and now discover you um, will love it too. Luana, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. No,
1: thank you. Thanks for being the invitation.
0: Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on GBHBL.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL.